0: All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Jim.
1: Jody Bodeck. Hi.
0: Hope everyone is doing well out there this week, right? So we had an amazing opportunity to sit down with Dr. John Demartini. Uh, For those of you that don't know who he is, you will know. uh, I'm sure many of you do know who he is. So author, I mean, what does he not do? Right. Right. Uh, World-renowned author, speaker, uh, researcher, I mean, just an absolute amazing human being. And it was a lengthy conversation yep. with a lot of things going on. It was absolutely amazing.
1: I love how personal he was, and his daughter was amazing. Like, absolutely amazing. We walk in, and they're hugging us, and stay later. Oh, we wow. want to show you stuff. This is what your life is going to be. I was like, oh, my God. It was really, like, we both were like kids in a candy store. But then we're, like, trying to be all
0: professional, <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hold it together. Yeah, it was.
1: Jim came and danced, and he's like, ah!
0: So one of the first things he was talking about uh, was synchronicities. Yeah. And I know we're going to show that part mm-hmm. um, today. Yeah. We'll, it will show that part of what he's talking about. Yeah. So you want to explain to him what is? So it's like when, things, when you're on a path or things where you want to be, whether you're either manifesting it consciously or subconsciously, things will show up. Mm-hmm. And they have an amazing way of showing up as long as you're present to them and you can see I had actually Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Was I was going through some things, just needed to talk, and he, you know, had brought up uh, the conversation. Was like, you know, you you've gotten me to be able to see a lot of things, and he goes, and right now you're you've you've got so much chaos going on. He goes, you can't see what's right in front of you, Mm -hmm. and he goes, and all the answers are right in front of you. So everything, and, and no matter where you're at in life. Always you just got to look like who's showing up right in front of you and why they're showing up right in front of you. The answers are always there. So when Dr. John was talking about that, it was, I mean, it was an amazing story. So you guys will see that. Yeah. But how does that show up for you? Uh, this, Especially recently. Yeah, it's right. It's been going on. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. So like it's crazy. I don't even know if I told you all this. But like when I pub- published this book and it was kind of crazy how that happened is I was literally laying in bed crying one night because I was like, "I have this mission, I have this calling. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I'm going to keep my lights on to do it." And I opened up Chicken Soup for the Soul, or um, the Secret, and it came to. I was reading Dr. D. Martinis' thing. I was reading Jack Canfield, and all of a sudden I was like, "Huh." Same night I was watching Oprah, and it had um, Mastin Kip on there, um, Marie Forleo, Gabby Bernstein, and Chris Carr, and oh, this is really cool. How come I'm not on TV with them? Like, that's what I want to do with my life. That's what I've been shown. So I text my girlfriend, and she's Nate Burgess's PR rep. And I was like, hey, how do I do this? And I said, I want to go on TV. And she's like, well, start a Twitter account. Crazy thing is, is I started a Twitter account. It went to the wrong email address. I had to go through the domains, find the lady who a domain it was. She was the editor for Chicken Soup for the Soul. Like, how crazy is that, right? Right. (laughs) So then the book gets published. I'm walking out um, my condo, and I literally run into Joel Osteen, like smash dab into him. And we both started laughing. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. I meet you the next month. And I'm like, huh, okay. So then we start rolling all this stuff together. And then just... The Secret was such a huge book for me to to make all these changes and, and to see things like, you know, sometimes when you're on this road and you feel like you're the only one that's on this road because it's not really normal to be like that, you know, especially where I come from. But yeah, so then I just followed those synchronicities and then something kept telling me to ask you to go places with me and I'm like, I'm not asking him. <laughs> and then I kept asking you and you're like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go. And I'm like, hmm, right?
0: <laughs> Pretty good company. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and then not knowing that I was asking you so that you would come up with the idea to do this, you know, I just, I was like, why am I supposed to do something with him? Why am I supposed to go there with him, you know? And it just, and all these little things just started dropping. And then, like, within the last month, it was just like, I got to sit next to Pastor John Gray's mom and do that interview yeah, with her. Right. We just got asked to do a mastermind group with somebody that we both admire. You right. know, and it's like all those synchronous, like I have goosebumps telling you this, like <laughs> just pay attention and say yes, because sometimes you're scared and you're like, oh gosh. And with Dr. Demartini, you said, hey, he's coming. You want to see him? And I'm like, Yeah. And then I didn't even tell you and I just emailed and I was like, Hey, and then that conversation started with his daughter and you're like, Oh my gosh, really? And I'm like, yes. And then we got to do that. Right. And it was just like all, and then he sat us afterwards, you guys, it was so phenomenal. And he was like, I want to show you guys what your future can be like. And yeah. it was so cool. It, like just, you gotta just step into it. And, and if you know, you have a calling, you know, you're supposed to do something, then just do it. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So everybody just, he talks really fast. <laughs> he he, really he fast. gives a lot of but information. It's so much information that's so valuable. So, just we're going to roll that right now. So, just make sure and you know, watch it take some notes from yeah. a very powerful leader. So, thank yeah. you guys.
1: Yeah. Appreciate you. Bye.
0: Dr. Jim and Jody, we're here with Dr. John DeMartini. Um, so excited. I'm like a kid in a candy store right now. <laughs> he was dancing <laughs> in the lobby. <laughs> I danced in here. Uh, so, this is great. So, I want to thank you, number one, yeah. for being on. Uh, Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Thanks for guys. doing the interview. Last night yeah. was
1: amazing. It really, I mean, it just, a lot of light bulbs. Yeah. yeah
0: it's a great reminder because I've heard you speak a few times and a lot of those things I was like,
2: damn, forget that, forget that practice, just lose that communication. Yep. Yeah. But, but um, Well, I, I, uh, I love sharing, it's what I love doing, so yeah. I'm glad to know that something came across there. Oh, that's great.
1: You just have such a, an amazing, peaceful, fun energy about it, though.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it was just
1: we were we kept talking all day today about different things that you said. I mean, it was
2: no, it, yes, no, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: it was great. No, uh, I,
2: I sometimes get a little bit more. Uh, what's the word? Lax with the group sometimes. Yeah, we like
0: that.
2: <laughs> when when um, people ask interesting questions, I go there. Yeah, that's, oh, that's good.
0: great. So I got a question um, with. Uh, I've heard you speak multiple times, and you spoke about um, running into Howard Hughes when you were 19, I believe, is when it was. Actually,
2: when I was 14. I was 14. <clears throat> got I was hitchhiking from, El- from Houston, Texas, to California, and I was going out to ride waves in California, and I was 14 years old, and um, I ended up getting a ride. In those days, the Interstate 10, which is the inter- Intercontinental Highway, wasn't completed yet. And El Paso, there that was still under construction and still not even begun. And so I had to go through the downtown area when I got that ride. And I got dropped off downtown. And I was walking through downtown. And in those days, surfers, which were kind of long-hairs, and cowboys, which were kind of redneck, short-hairs, with a lot of clashing. And three cowboys stopped in the sidewalk and lined up and were about to confront me as kind of a headbanded, long-haired hippie kid. Right. And I uh, had a surfboard, and I knew I couldn't go in the store because I'd be trapped. I couldn't outrun them with a the board, and I couldn't go in the street, and I had to go through these guys. And so I didn't know what to do, and so I just acted like a wild animal. At 14. <laughs> 14 years old. They were about probably 18 to 21, something wow. like that. You went primal on them. Yeah, I went primal <laughs> on them, and just outrageously you know, growling at them. And I learned that from an old surfer, who wanted to get rid of other surfers in the, surf, in the surf lineup. And he used to just growl and act wild. And these guys go, that guy's weird. They leave. <laughs> I, I thought of that as I did it. And it worked. These guys moved to the side, and I went growling right through them, and they moved to the side. And there was a, an old guy, old. He's my age now, but it seemed old then. <laughs> <laughs> there was an old guy that was standing, leaning on a lamppost on the corner of downtown El Paso Library on a gas lamp, uh, leaning on this gas lamp. And he saw what I did, and he came by, and he came over there, and he put his arm on my shoulder. He walked up to me, put his arm on my shoulder, and he said, Sonny, that was the funniest dang thing I've ever seen. You took care of them cowpokes like a pro. He said, can I buy you a cup of coffee? And I said, I don't drink coffee, sir. And he says, can I buy you a cup of Coca-Cola? And I said, yes, sir. So we went up to this little malt shop, and it was uh, these swivel stools, you know, that they had in those days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right in the corner, a couple quarters down And um, he said, are you a runaway? And I said, well, I got a ride to the highway, so I didn't run. I'm just hitchhiking to California. (laughs) He said, did you drop out of school? And I said, yes, sir. He said, you look pretty funny with a surfboard in El Paso. It's not a surf place. I said, I'm on my way to California. He says, I could tell. He says, you threw with your coke? And I said, yes, sir. He said, then come with me and follow me. I I want to show you something. And I have to admit that I had a few intuitions about just following somebody. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what people are going to do. But there was something about the guy that just seemed sincere, and and so I followed him. And he paid for the coke. We went down a couple blocks, another couple blocks over, and up these steps. And it was a downtown El Paso library. And we walked up these steps, walked in, and there was an information booth. And there was a little old lady there, and he said, can you watch this young man's stuff while we go in the library? She said, I can. So I left everything I owned right at the front behind this information we walked down some steps, down the floor, up some more steps into this um, this area of the library. He said, Sonny, sit down at this table, and I'll be right back. And he goes off and gets two books, brings them back to the table, lays them on top of each other, turns kind of out a corner to me, and he looks at me, and he leans forward, and he says, Young man, I have two things I want to teach you, and you've got to promise me you'll never forget these. I said, Yes, sir. And he says, number one is never judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. He showed me the covers, and they were dusty old covers, you know, kind of old beat-up covers, like the books that have been 75 to 100 years old or something. He says, never judge a book by its cover, because it will fool you. Mm -hmm. He said, young man, you probably think I'm some old guy on the street, but young man, I'm one of the wealthiest men in the world. I have everything that money can buy. I have ships and planes and businesses and homes, everything money can buy. But recently, somebody passed away from me, and I want to know what it's like to, to not have, too. And I'm telling you right now, I so said, don't ever judge a book by its cover, because it'll fool you. Because you'll just think some, I'm some old guy, but don't let it fool you. Right. And number two, and he grabbed my hand, and he stuck them on top of those books. And he said, young man, you learn how to read. You learn how to read, boy. Because there's only two things you can never take away from your life. See, they can take away your loved ones, they can take away your possessions, but nobody could ever take away your love and your wisdom. And he says, so he put my hand on top of Plato and Aristotle. And he says, you learn how to read, and you gain the wisdom of love and the love of wisdom. And I said, yes, sir. And he says, don't ever forget that boy. He took the books and put them back on the shelves. And then he basically, he, he walked me back to get my stuff, and he told me how to go back onto the main highway to go to California. Yeah, And uh, I never forgot that. I didn't know who the guy was, but I just thought it was interesting, because why would somebody say I'm one of the wealthiest men in the world? It's right. mm-hmm. It seemed kind of odd. It wasn't until many years later that I was having dinner <clears throat> in, with a gentleman who did the movie, Robert Coswell, who had produced a movie with William Hurt called Doctor, The Doctor.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I was there having dinner with him in Sydney, Australia, and with Robert, who was friends with the casting director, Faith Martin, what are you, what are you doing in California? You normally live in California, in Malibu. What are you doing here? And he said, well, my, my home in Malibu is getting redesigned with an interior designer. There's an amazing interior designer, redoing the whole thing. And we're here at our other home here in Australia while we're waiting, while they fix it up. And I said, fantastic. We finished the dinner. I went to bed. got up in the morning. I flew to California and into Houston. And I landed in Houston in the late afternoon, and I went quickly to the uh, my hotel at the Weston and there's a cheesecake factory right next door. So I quickly wanted to go to the cheesecake factory and, and quickly get something to eat and uh, and then go to my office to work because I sometimes work till two in the morning. Yeah. And when I went in there, it was a big long line and I didn't want to wait, but I really wanted some soup and some bread. So I went to the bar area because you could eat at the bar area. I went to the bar area, and uh, I stood there and there's a big crowd there waiting for tables and I just stood there, figured that they would clear out and I would eventually get to a seat. And when I was doing it, I noticed there was a woman sitting in a booth all by herself. And I was thinking, she's just sitting there. Maybe if a guy comes here, maybe not. But if a guy didn't come here, I may ask her if I could join her. And so 5 or 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes goes by. And I finally leaned over to her. I said, excuse me, ma'am, are you alone? And she goes, I am. And says, I'm really in a hurry. I don't want to wait. I, I really have things to do. If I was to buy you dinner, can I just join you just so I could sit here? And she says, you don't have to buy me dinner to join me. Please join me. Right. I said, thank you. So we started sitting down. I said, what do you do? And she says, I'm an interior designer. <laughs> and I said, really, what, uh, what do you design? And she says, I'm designing uh, beautiful high-end homes for people all over the world. And I said, oh, that's interesting. I said, what are you working on right now? She says, I'm working on a house in Malibu. And all of a sudden, I got chills up my spine. I said, it doesn't happen to be Robert Coswell's house. And she goes, it is Robert Coswell's house. I said, I just had dinner with him last night in Sydney, Australia. And in, a, in the process of doing that, she, she said, you were just with Robert last night. I said, it was just Robert. He's there because he told me that he was getting his house redone in Malibu by an incredible interior designer. And it looks like I'm sitting with this incredible interior designer. She goes, isn't that synchronous? There's something about you. You're intriguing. So we chatted. I said, how did you get involved in interior design? And she started revealing some of the history of that. And then she said, what do you do? And I said, well, I travel around the world speaking and writing books and trying to inspire people. And she said, how did you get involved in that? So I told her a story about my childhood and about me leaving home and of actually going to California and eventually in Hawaii. And when I told her the story about going through El Paso, Texas, which I included, I told her a story about this old man that I met on the on the street. And when I told her everything, the library and everything, never judge a book by its cover, yeah. else, she started crying. She just started bawling. And I said, did I say something to offend you? And she says, no. I said, you okay? She says, I'm fine. I said, I, what, what, what's what's so emotional? And she says, that man that you're talking about, that's part of my family. Mm. I said, well, what, what, do you, what do you mean? She said, well, and she started to say exactly the same thing he said. And he says, he taught all of us that. He said that same thing to all of us, and we were young. I said, so, do you, you know this gentleman? And she says, yes, that's part of my family. And I said, who are you? She's, I'm Natalie Hughes. Wow.
1: wow. And so I
2: got this chill <laughs> in my spine. And, and I, we had this incredible conversation, and but she told me her whole story. Because yeah. it's a very interesting, convoluted story about his life. And so in the process of doing that... I went back that night and I started, of course, getting on Google and trying to find some sort of loose end because I would never have thought that. In fact, I wrote in Chicken Soup for the Soul, the third serving, that story without ever knowing who he was. And then I realized, I looked it up and I found out he was doing an El Paso natural gas deal that week in El Paso, which was two blocks away from where we met. Wow. Wow. So it was actually him. And when I looked at the picture... That's... That's incredible. And he's, he's, my age right now is the age he was then. Wow. wow. So I, 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 often I, you noticing
0: things that are synchronous like that in your life. Oh, a lot. Yeah.